It is 13 days before the election, and we already have Jesse Pinheiro and Brenton Rabbi on the podcast, with Rick Lochtenberg and Tom Pryor coming up. Over the next two weeks, we will record interviews with all candidates to give everyone a chance to shine. My guest today is Janice Morrison, who is running for mayor with a great passion to serve the community. We talk about affordability, the complexity of running the city, and what the city can do to reduce the cost of living. So let's get to know her. You decided to run for mayor, and you had two terms of being councillor member. Three terms, actually. Three. My very first term was in 1999, followed by 2014, And 2018, and in this last election, I was the only incumbent elected. So I was there with six new people. So you're running now for mayor. What do you want to achieve? You know what? I think that the citizens in Nelson, and this is what I'm hearing when I'm out campaigning, are looking for a change. I think they want to see some fresh ideas come. I have a lot of leadership experience in my past from a number of different tables. So it's great to have the council experience and to understand the community charter. This is very key is to understand the rules that allow us to do our work because they're quite constrained actually, say compared to the provincial or federal government. And I think the average person, because that's what we're exposed to is this these higher levels of government and they think that the lower level of government works that way and we don't. We have a very constraint, rule book on on which we can work so it's very important to understand that three terms on council has given me a lot of depth and knowledge within the rule book shall we call it but I've also been the vice president of a provincial labor I was the secretary treasurer there for a number of years so I bring that experience from that table in terms of leadership and working with the diverse cross-section of people and My union represents health care workers in 89 different professions dealing with issues labor relation issues we have unions we have labor relation issues at the city that's so why I bring that experience and I've had a number of boards and I've been a community activist all of my time here in Nelson library board chair of the hospital foundation I was the president of the Chamber of Commerce for two years so I have a variety of things that I've been involved with I chaired the advisory planning commission. I was oh. on the board for six years and I chaired it for two. A lot of experience. And what pulls you to do that work? Is it volunteering? Well, you know what? A lot, of that, a lot of that work is volunteer work. When I've chaired those, like the foundation and the Chamber of Commerce, those are all volunteer positions. Mm. And it's because I'm passionate about my community. And that's why I do that work. People say, why do you do that? Why do you expose yourself? But I love it. I love my community. And I think it's really important to be involved. And I've been involved in my community since I was young. So this passion to be involved. How old are you now? I'm, uh, I'm in my 60s. <laughs> it's uh, something inside of me that says I've just got to help my community and help it move forward and be as great as it can be. There's been lots of great people that have volunteered their time in the past. I want to volunteer now in my time. And hopefully mentor a generation behind me that has this passion for their community that I have. I really want to know what do you like about it? What do you like oh. about the people that come to you? What part of that do I like? You know what? People in Nelson are passionate. And it's, it's like an energy wave. When you're around these people it's just just feel I don't know how to describe it it just fills you up people that are passionate 
about aspects of our city that oftentimes I don't know everything that I'm not familiar. And it's, wow, that is so exciting. I can't believe we're doing that here. It's so internal. I don't think I can really express it. It's just a feeling that I get. It's a warm, fuzzy feeling. And it's just that when you get that feeling, you want more of that feeling. It's like an endorphin high for me. That's amazing. And I see it on your yeah. face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I see it. I would say that I get a runner's high from being a community advocate. I just like, I just, I look at this in the background here, this poster that I have here. And it was a gift I was given by the foundation when I retired from being the chair. The cornerstone of care. Kootenai Lake Hospital, 100 years of caring. It's just, we have this history here. The people wanted a hospital and they made sure we got a hospital. People wanted Mount St. Francis redeveloped and the council worked very hard. We've been delivering that message to the provincial government for years, but the community has been so strong behind that redevelopment. And now the hole is there to build the new Mount St. Francis, a facility that we need. It's going to house 77 of our seniors. They're yeah. not going to be told that they have to go somewhere else. Their family will be able to continue to engage with them. And it's, and, and it's driven. I'd, I'd like to say that as a politician that I, move that forward. But I was only a very small part in getting something like that here in Nelson. What is the highlight of your career? Oh, man, the highlight of my career has been the fact that I work 32 years and I still go in periodically as a casual, as a physical therapist here at our hospital. So in that amount of time, it's amazing how many people have to see the physical therapist. I've seen families. So I've seen friends of my parents who were hospitalized and many of whom have passed on. I've seen their, I've treated their children. I've now treated their children's children. So, and again, that's those opportunities where you get to hear about people's lives, get to hear their stories. And that's what Nelson's full of. Nelson's full of stories. So you're serving the community and working with people and volunteering and chairing different groups. And then you become a politician. Is it just the normal and natural continuation of that? Or is it different to be a politician for you? No, I don't think so because they've all been interwoven over my life. When I was a child, we talked about politics at the dinner table. So I came from a politically active family. At a young age, I got involved politically. I volunteered on political campaigns. When I was at UBC, I was on the University Student Council. And when I was there, I volunteered in the intramural program. I'm a very big sports advocate. And so that was volunteer work that I did there running uh, sports pro intramural sports programs. They all kind of meshed together. And I guess being a politician is a job in some respects. And we do get a stipend, but... Again, the stipend was, when I started in 1999, the stipend was $10,000 a year. And I still work full-time. You can't live on that. So you still have to balance what you're doing. And even now at, uh, I think it's $27,000 a year, a uh, city councillor gets. We all live in Nelson and you know you can't live in Nelson on $27,000 a year. So you still have to have a job. Janice, you're a woman in politics. And politics is unfortunately dominated by men and in Nelson, white ones. What is it like to be a woman in politics these days? And what do you find it gender-wise challenging? That's a very interesting question because it's my drive and my passion has been so meaningful to me. 
that I've never felt that there wasn't something I could do. And my father, my father was a very big inspiration for me. And he always told me that you can do whatever you want to do. And I know this sounds cliche, but he said, whatever you want to do, you can do it. And that's always just been in my head. I've never thought like I'm a woman. I tell you though, is that I have learned in the course of doing all of this is that as a woman, yeah, you do have to push harder. You do have to fight harder. It's, it is more of a challenge for a woman. The social media has not been kind to women who seek political office. I know many mayors and councillors, even at this local level, that have been attacked viciously by community members. I'm not talking about our community here in Nelson, but I'm talking about the broader across Canada sectors. Some people have been harshly attacked. And yeah, I try to limit my exposure to social media or looking on social media for those reasons, because it can be very traumatic. So yeah, I think there's still a glass. I see in governance all the time when we talk about equality and diversity, that corporate boards are often lacking females. We see a lack of females. There's always been this talk that we need to have 30% of seats in any level of government to really affect change in terms of 30% women so that we can affect change. Because women are different. We do think differently. We are probably a bit more compassionate, not to say that I don't know many compassionate men, but women are different. We are the child rearers. I think that we, I think we can be more future looking in terms of the fact of wanting things for our children going forward in the future. Yeah, it's a struggle. It's a struggle, but I've always forged ahead. We want to take a quick break here and ask you to share this podcast on social media and messaging apps. This election will influence how much taxes we pay and what they're used for. It will determine how we deal with the housing crisis, approach climate and fire mitigation, and fix the transportation problems in town. The link is nelson2022.ca. Please share it now and come back to the rest of the conversation. So, did we had a woman mayor before or are you going to be the first? Yes, we did, actually. It's interesting. So I've done three terms on Nelson City Council and on three terms, I've had three different mayors. So in 2014, Deb Kozak was elected the first, the first mayor of Nelson. And when you think that Nelson was incorporated in 1897, that was a very long time to wait to see a woman as mayor of the city of Nelson. It took until 2014 to see the first woman elected as mayor. In terms of, as I think back about the history of uh, elections in Nelson, Donna McDonald, who spent 19 years in City Hall, so I believe she's probably the longest running city councillor, did make two attempts at two runs and she wasn't successful in either of them. So there, there has been women that have stepped forward, uh, but it wasn't until 2014 that we had a woman mayor. Do you feel like you need to cover up some of your feminine qualities to, for this job? I guess I'd have to ask you what you consider a feminine quality. <laughs> Softness, cooperation, more listening, less cutting people off. And I think that's, I think I bring that. And, and that's why part of what I think I'm bringing to the table when I'm elected mayor of Nelson. And that is 
I do believe in an open listening. I want to listen first. That is key. You have to have that open dialogue. And I've worked a lot of years on making sure that everybody is getting to speak. And oftentimes I've found that when I've been at tables, I've had to coax people to perhaps say a few words. And that's a skill in of itself because there are people that you really can't ask to speak and you have to be able to read that body language and understand that person. But there are some that are, they just need a little bit of a prod so that you can ask and say, and are you comfortable with saying something now? Would you like to contribute? I can, I sort of sense that you want to say something. So I think we need to hear from everybody. Like we have to keep the space safe so that people can feel that they can talk. And sometimes, I think sometimes maybe men aren't so good at making the space safe. So, and I think it's, it's interesting in terms of that when you do hold your ground as a woman, people will say, oh, she's very aggressive. But if the same statement came from a man, that wouldn't be the use the word. They would use assertive. An assertive woman is considered aggressive in many areas. Yes. And you know what? When you're the mayor, regardless of your gender identity, there are times when you have to make a tough decision and also have a tough conversation. Difficult conversations occur regardless of gender. And difficult conversation can be done in very feminine way. Yes. It doesn't have to be aggressive. Exactly. Yeah. What are the challenges and the problems for Nelson? And maybe with that, the vision? Gosh. Obviously, there's so many. There's so many. I just want to start by saying that I always see a challenge as an opportunity. And so it's about how you work through that. You can let the challenges get you down. You can always say that everything is wrong. But what's the solution? What's working? And then to build from that. Right now, affordability. I mean, there's not that much that the council can do about affordability. We can make sure that we don't raise taxes some exorbitant amount, but it's limited. But that is topical. We've got high interest rates. Everything costs more, not just housing. And residents are nervous that we're going to put taxes up to try to meet all these increasing costs. And it's going to be key going forward to have really robust conversations at the council table to really decide what it is that the city needs to do. We have to provide core services. We have to provide that infrastructure. Everybody wants to be able to flush the toilet. You want to know that the fire truck's going to show up. You want to have the tap turn on. So these are important things that are the basic work of any municipal government. And then in Nelson, we have all these great projects, but will we be able to continue to afford to bring them all forward? Or will we have to step back and say, maybe now isn't the time to bring those on. We just have to be honest. There's only, if there's one person that's paying for this and it's the taxpayer. And so those decisions will have to be made. Can I just about affordability? Because there is like affordability for people to buy houses and there's affordability for low-income people just to live in Nelson and rent a house. Yes. Yeah. And again, that, that affordability is, can we look at working with developers to ensure that when they build a project that they're putting some, maybe some smaller units in that are 
more affordable. And the whole affordability issue is around housing. We could do a podcast for a whole day on that because because of the definitions around that. Affordability, by definition, by the Canadian Housing and Mortgage Association, is that housing shouldn't be more than 30% of your growth income. Well, my guess would be is that 30% is different for me than it is for you. And then, so that's affordability. So again, that's that talking earlier about the continuum of housing there has to be housing from the bottom end to the top end. That's the continuum of housing. And then we talk about social housing. And social housing always has a component of government funding in it. What is social housing? Social housing can be elders. Social housing is also for our marginalized populations, for our low-income populations, the Nelson Cares building down mm-hmm. on Hall Street, the share housing building at the end of Baker Street, the new building on Nelson Avenue. Yeah, and those are all social housing because they have a component of government funding mm-hmm. that goes in with them that sort of sets the rental rates and offers services. So where we have wraparound services, so to help people with who are struggling with uh, mental health and addiction issues, that we have people from the social service agencies working with those populations. Yeah, it's it's complex. And it's so complex. when I look at affordability, it's not just about housing, I guess is my point, is affordability is many things. It's the housing, it's the rent, it's the gas that you have to put in your car. Because the thing here is that if you can't afford to live in Nelson, but you work here, you might live in Samuel, you might live up the valley. And now you got to put gas in the car to get to the job. So that takes us into the realm of we need to improve public transportation. Yeah. Right. Because not only for climate change, do we want to have less people driving single vehicle cars, but if we have good public transportation, people that live in the communities outside of Nelson who travel here for work on a daily basis have a reliable, affordable (laughs) method of getting to their jobs. So affordability has lots of spinoffs. It's not just housing, it's transportation, it's food and like great programs like we have at the market where there's the coupon system for low income to be able to get fresh, locally grown, locally sourced food. So yeah, it's a huge conversation. And when people talk about it on the street, they come from all those angles. They come from the housing angle. They come from the gas angle. And they they talk about their own angle. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like people don't get how complex running the city is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the answer to that is yes. <laughs> is it important that people will get it? Because I guess if they don't get it, they complain. Yeah, there's a fair amount of complaints. And in intermixing there, there's a few kudos too. That's always good because just when you think it's only complaints, somebody sends an email and talks about how great something happened and all of a sudden you've got that warm, fuzzy feeling again. The running of the city is complex. It's, I think it's a lot more complex than people see at face value. And it's important. I want people to be engaged and to ask questions. We all have busy lives. We all have things that concern us. Some of us are working multiple jobs. So it's hard to think that you're going to understand the minutia of the city. But this level of government is the level of government that touches everybody every day. So it's important to know that we're here. And I think we need to encourage the educational system 
to talk about this level of government as part of curriculum. Yeah. Going forward. Because when I talk to young people and I've been interviewing a few young people, grade six, I had an interview with grade six, grade nine, I'm going to the high school today to talk about something different. But what if the young people there would like to engage with me to have that conversation about what local government is? Because again, we're influenced by social media. We're influenced by the fact that we know about federal and provincial. It's taught in history. It's taught in classes. But there isn't much about local government. And the reason I love local government is because it's boots on the ground. And I can pass something like we're redoing Hall Street Pier. So that came to council in this term. We knew that it was dangerous and that there was risk because the decking was getting old and it needed to be replaced. And so we made a decision because people love that deck and safety is a concern for the city. The city owns it, so we're responsible for the liability that we made a decision that we need to replace it. And guess what? It's being replaced. Yeah. And I'm going to see it replaced. Like yeah. in in a term, like in my lifetime. Yeah, it's local, it's practical, and you can enjoy the fruits of your work. Yeah. Okay, is there anything you'd like to add? Your vision for Nelson, maybe? I guess the thing would be, in my mind, is that Nelson wants, I think, three things. Nelson wants a community that's economically vibrant, that's socially responsible, and environmentally sustainable. And I think that's what we need to work towards. We need, we have to be considering going forward climate justice. We have to be looking at social justice, making sure that we're moving forward on truth and reconciliation, the elimination of systemic racism. And although as a council, it's not like we have a bylaw to fix those things, but those are overarching constructs that we need to be contemplating when we do the business of the city going forward over the next four years. And I think that I'm the candidate that can bring those constructs to the table as we move forward to make Nelson the great place that Nelson is. Thank you for listening. My name is Yael Feiner, and this was Janice Morrison. Next, we're going to talk with Rick Lochtenberg, who is running for his second term on City Council. Please subscribe to this podcast and listen to the other candidates so you can vote for the people who represent you best. See you next time.